She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 173, learn how to protect your energy with Isabel Hunt. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Friends, today we are sitting down with Isabel Hunt, and in this episode, We talk about how to protect your energy, especially as an entrepreneur, and what that looks like and what that means. So becoming more aware of the energy signals that people send out and the ones that you might be receiving, learn how to protect your energy and separate your emotions. Also connect with the people who are on the same page as you and people who can help grow your business and allowing the energy to show you and connect you with the right people. Also be able to know to act off of your intuition rather than the logical approach, which I absolutely love. And I can tell you that the more that I've opened up and created space and have listened to my intuition, more things have fallen into alignment, especially when it comes to the business. And also lastly, most importantly, is know how to avoid energy vampires and keep yourself operating at a high vibration so you can allow all those things to come into place. Yeah. Okay. We got another lovely interview coming up. We've got Isabel Hunt here with us, who is a coach, speaker, and author. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, Isabel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited. I, When I contacted you, I was like, oh, please, please, I want to be on the podcast because it's so awesome. I love it. And then it took a while and it's like, oh, please. <laughs> so I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, I was like, ch- I was checking out um, your like your website and everything. And now that I've been doing back to back interviews, like for both days, I've realized that there is a theme that I must have personally been seeking out because there's a lot of um, like healers and energists that have come on the show, I think huh. between yesterday and today. And so I am excited for you to share with us what your journeys look like and what you've been doing. So tell us a little bit about who is Isabel Hunt. Who is Isabel Hunt? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I am the crazy German <laughs> um, who is known as being very direct. But no, in general, I'm, I call myself um, an empath, an empath warrior. And um, I'm sure we're going to get more into what that means. I'm a, a transformational coach, speaker, and author, published author. And I'm also a Reiki master. I'm a certified Reiki master, and I also work with Emotions Code. It's a program where we release trapped emotions. Um, I I guess some people would say energy healer. I don't consider myself that, but it works. It works. (laughs) How did you – what was your journey of – I mean, there's so many questions. So you're you're from Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, What got you over to the States, and what's been your journey, and how did you get to where you are today? (laughs) That's 
Okay, I'll try to keep it short <laughs> so people don't get too bored. Um, but it's actually a really cool story because when I grew up, I always had this feeling to be kind of different. I sometimes had out-of-body experience. I had two significant accidents as a small child where I realized something is different. I think that's when, when things change. You know, sometimes when people have accidents and then they are kind of different after, like suddenly they have a special gift or something that's been discovered that they hadn't known about before. And so for me, it was exactly that. Like <laughs> I just posted the other day, actually last night on my Facebook, a story when I was about seven or eight and I had a head trauma, a severe head trauma. And um, <laughs> I did it the Isabel way. That's how I call it <laughs> because I got a severe head trauma by laying in bed in the middle of the night. What? I don't know how you do that. But <laughs> oh my God, what happened? <laughs> I did not hit my head on the wall. I did not hit my head anywhere. But um, what happened was I, I just literally, I sat up in my bed, I screamed, I cried, and I fell backwards in my pillow, into my pillow. And, um, and I couldn't move anymore after that. And my mom and dad always said, maybe you hit your head while you were sleeping on the wall or on the nightstand above. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. If I would have hit it there, I would have fallen back on the nightstand and not into the pillow. And just, it never really made sense. And when they were trying to get me down and I was on a seven feet high bunk bed, so they were trying to get me down and all in pain, but I left my body. And it was interesting because I felt really peaceful and um, light and free even though my body was in a lot of pain. And in the hospital, they diagnosed a severe head trauma and an injury of the um, vertebrae C4 through C6. Oh my gosh. And back then, we didn't think of anything. I mean, how, how really, I mean, if those who know C4 and C6 is a little further down, like right where the shoulder area starts. And so um, I could have never hit that nightstand because there wasn't enough room for me to hit it um, right on that spot. And um, but we just left it after a couple of weeks. I was fine. But over the last couple of months, I realized something really significant, especially doing energy work and doing my research and studying. It is known that C C six, the vertebra C six. Um, stores a lot of emotions from the outside. And when I had this accident, all the Kosovo um, conflict was going on. So on the news, you saw a lot of the, the war zone and you heard the sirens and the people in pain and all this stuff. And um, with my first accident, I fell off a seven foot ladder backwards. That was when I was younger. I think that was what created the switch for me. So a couple years later, when I had that head trauma, I must have taken on a lot of the pain that I felt through the TV, through the news. And it can actually cause physical damage in your body. And it sounds like, and a lot of other specialists agree now with that, that this is what happened. Um, so the, the pain that I felt as an empath back then, I didn't know that it is that I'm an empath. I just knew something was different, um, created pressure on my physical structure and damaged those vertebrae. And even now I still feel it when I'm under a lot of stress and when I don't take care of myself and take on other people's emotions, for example, clients, that's when it gets really and then it's out and, and I literally run to the chiropractor every two seconds. <laughs> mm. 
what can you explain then to the definition of like what is an empath versus um i know on the podcast you i've talked about reiki and Mm -hmm. um just energy and emotion what's the difference with the empath the empaths are those who have um, more developed or higher developed um, mirror neurons in their brain. And so that allows us to feel with others. That allows us to, the mirror neurons in general, allow us to relate to other people. And um, empaths have, uh, hi- have those highly developed. And so they're highly sensitive. And um, energetically, they take on a lot of the stuff from other people. They literally feel like the other person. And some of us feel world events. And that's through my work. I started out working with whoever wanted to work with me. That's not what works as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, work with me. And it turned out that I attracted a um, specific kind of people. And it was all people who were highly sensitive and okay what is that term what am i doing here and so it turned out after a lot of studying the term empath i'm like oh yeah that's me and that's all my clients that makes total sense now my whole story makes sense <laughs> i mean it was crazy yes. yes and usually empaths have specific gifts some some of us um have a lot of visions and dreams others are able to communicate really closely with nature if we were connected to nature and animals for example um others are hearing voices um and i have i i do have the visions but i also see colors around people like everything for me is in color um no matter what it is if it's a word if it's a letter if it's um yeah whatever it is colors mean something different yes and that's funny do you want me to tell what color i see right yes yes Do I, I want to know? <laughs> yes, yes, because it's perfect to what you said earlier when you said you seem to have a lot of healers on the on your podcast lately, and and people that do like this internal work. Oh my gosh, I'm um, feeling naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. It's really not bad. But the color is green, and when oh. I see the color green, it's often about um harmony, growth, and balance. So it seems that you're on a on a very intense <laughs> spiritual growth right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I I assume you're hitting something. I, yes, 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 yes. And emotional healing. It's about emotional healing, kind of cleaning up the path and creating something new. What? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like shocked. (laughs) What? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do for a living. It's kind of funny because people always just come to me and like, all right, well, this is what I see. And the funny thing is I actually have a list. I do, I try not to remember what each color mean. And I really am pretty good at that. Um, I have Wait, a you list. You try to remember, like you try no, not to remember? Not, not to remember what each color means. Because once I know what each color means, I um, I tend to... Well, I'm, I'm worried that I fall into judgment, that I see oh. someone and, oh, this is what it should be about. So it's more of my opinion. So I leave that on purpose. Like, I literally have trained my, my mind to not remember that. Wow. Um, except for, like, when you look at the chakras, the heart chakra is green and it's about trust. So those are, like, the standard things that you always hear and that you know. But in general, I try not to remember the details because then I can be judgment free and just look at the color and then look at what it means. Mm. So what were some of your like first steps that you took when you you were a child and you had this and you started um, understanding empath but like 
was it a clear cut like you knew immediately this was the field that you're going to go down or did it take <laughs> a little rerouting to get there both okay. both that's the problem when you don't listen um <laughs> this when, is true this is true right yeah when when the wall came down i was about 10 i think um when the wall came down between east and west germany that's when my dad was allowed to finally attend university and get his degree because we grew up in a christian family and when you belong to a church you were not allowed to get higher education wait what Mm -hmm. That was East Germany. Oh, wow. Okay. So you weren't allowed to do that. So he finally got his degree in social work. And that was when I really started to get into psychology. I literally ordered like the the packages that you get from universities. I don't know if it's here the same, but in Germany, you get packages. If you're interested in a specific subject, you get um, examples. So I literally reached out to universities at the age of 12, 13, 14 years old and got those packages and went through those workbooks. And oh my um, at the age of 12, that's when I started to have more vivid dreams where I felt like I could see everything like in a snow globe. I could see things happening. I could see what's what I was supposed to do. And I saw myself speaking in a different language in front of a couple thousand people on a big stage. And um and I heard that I have to go to the United States because for me, the thought was always, if you want to make a difference somewhere, you have to start in the U.S. because everyone knows everything that's going on in the U.S., but nobody knows what's going on in their own country. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was really interesting because I met now other Germans that had a similar dream and are here now, too, with a similar um, message. It's really funny. Um, but... That's when I started with the psychology, but I always knew that I would have to come to the U.S. to be able to do the work that I wanted to do. So at 18, I came to the U.S. as an au pair, as a nanny, and worked in D.C. for a year just to learn the language. And then I had to go back, but my dad always told me, one day we're going to do something together. And I was like, there's no way we ever will. I do not work with my dad. Nope, that's creepy. I'm not going to do it. So I started out with economics because that's the opposite of what he did. And I thought, well, it's easier for me to get to the U.S. with a job in economics. I could probably get a visa. And I got really depressed, like really severely depressed to the point where the university kicked me out um, oh after two years. And um, my biggest accomplishment to date was that I'm no longer allowed to study economics in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's kind of funny now now I can laugh about it but um it, it was bad like I didn't I knew I didn't trust myself but I only knew it subconsciously it never came into my in my conscious mind um I just know it now looking back I'm like yeah it was all in front of me the whole time I knew I should have done I like I, I should have listened to myself but I didn't because I was rebelling against my dad, and that's pretty much me. I, I'm the rebel. I'm the renegade. I don't do things like everyone else. And um, But then I studied sociology, psychology, and um, political science. So that was really more what I wanted to do. And then I came back at the age of 26. I worked as a nanny again, which really, like, oh, well, that was a journey of lying and betraying and families kicking me out because they thought I was spying on them. Because again, sometimes when you're an empath, people know that you know something that they don't want you to know about. So you can pick <laughs> up on things that 
Like yes. I've never been. What can you share? Like a really like just can you share an example? I'm like so curious. Yes. One example was that I worked with a family and both parents had really weird working hours and the dad cheated on the mom and I knew. You just knew. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I never n- knew officially that he did, but I just looked at him like, yeah, okay, I got it. And um, the mom started to feel kind of threatened because of this whole story. And then she's like, nope, nope, thanks you, thank you. And then they got into the discrimination part. Um, we didn't know Europeans are so different. We can't work with you. And they were Afro-Americans. So um, it, it was quite interesting. Okay, I think you don't say that either, but oh, well. Um, so it was interesting for me, that story. And then another family that I worked with, she was from Iran. He was um, had German background, so he spoke German, but we weren't allowed to speak German. Her insecurity, like she was so insecure about who she was that I really could pick up on that she started to be so dominant on the outside. Like she tried to control everyone and everything. She made sure that I never got to talk to the husband because she wouldn't understand Um, She made sure the teachers knew everything that she thought and what they had to do. Like, she really was like a, um, like, I was like a maid. Like, she knew. Like, the more I felt, the more I knew what was going on inside of her, the harsher she was on me until she kicked me out. Oh, my. Interesting. And it happened so many times. And I was talking to a friend in New York. and was like, what is happening? Nobody likes me. And she's like, No. You know things people don't want you to know. You just have this this being around you. Like people know that that they can't you find out. Like my mom always said you would be really good being a detective. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you just know from the energy. Yeah, and then usually I get um usually some kind of proof shows up, facts that show up like, "Oh, I was right. Interesting." Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's all that energy, and so that's with a lot of empath. If you talk to empath and they really can identify as one, they tell you it's hard to really stay in um, connection with friends to have a deep relationship with people because they get scared at some point. You know when they lie to you. They know when they make stuff up and it's not true. Sometimes it feels like you're sitting in their living room and you hear the conversations or you hear them thinking out loud. It doesn't mean that I'm always right because often it's my own story behind that too. And I think that's why it's for me so important to work on my own stuff um, so I don't get triggered. So I don't bring my story and my triggers into someone else's being, into someone else's story. And um, But it's fascinating, the work itself. And I know a lot of people who feel that have trouble just distinguishing that. Most of them feel really overwhelmed and frustrated. And a lot of them have depressive faces and panic attacks and anxiety. Um, they rather would just hide. But there's they know they know their heart speaks so much louder because they can hear and they can see and um so yeah so I started out with working mostly empath and then I was like something is different out about the people that I work with now they're not just introverts they're also extroverts and so it's reflecting on myself I'm like yeah me too if people knew me um before 18 I was really introverted. I was shy. I was the one in the back corner. 
if I could hide, I would have, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially in school. I never, I never raised my arm or my hand, never, I, unless they made me. Um, I was the, the, the quiet person in the background, and now it's the opposite almost. Like, now I can stand in front of thousands of people and, and state my opinion, and they're like, nope, this is what I believe. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's quite interesting to... I still have that introverted side where I need breaks, where I need a, a lot of self-care that I'm not so good at. Especially as a mom, you don't do that very well. You always think you have to be on. And so there are different sides to that. And I was like, okay, how would I call that? And I had a call with another friend of mine. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know what it's called. An empath warrior. They are warriors at heart. They know they have something to give to the world. And they need to get out there too. Is it, I don't know, it doesn't have to be speaking, but they know they have to get out there in a bigger way, but they don't know how to bring both together, the introvert and the extrovert, how to protect themselves. A lot of people who are empath and are speakers, they have stage fright because they don't just go on stage and know what they want to talk about. They suddenly feel the emotions of the whole room and the expectations mm. and it just literally comes at them like and it when it gets too much your brain is totally overloaded and then it you can't think straight it's just not happening you just overstimulated you just stuck you're like paralyzed because you're trying to um go through everything that just reached you that got at you oh my and gosh so- sometimes i feel like that when i do well i used to when i would do a lot of like trainings <laughs> I could get into a room and there'd be 20 people and I could feel the energy from all different, like different angles and corners. But to your point, like sometimes you, I mean, I would do trainings day in and day out and I would do four a day and they'd be an hour and a half long. And so like you do it so often that sometimes you can build up a judgment based on previous experiences that then create Mm -hmm. that and like having to go in with an open mind, but then stepping in there and you're like, whoa, I can feel the energy. (laughs) But I don't, I mine probably was not nearly on the level of like an empath warrior. But it was just from that, like, being able to be sensitive to the energy and reading a room Uh and being like, okay, this person. Everyone can feel it. Everyone has that skill. Not everyone is an empath and not everyone is a warrior. For example, my husband is an empath, but he needs to be an empath. Like, he doesn't necessarily like to be on stage. He doesn't have to be, but he is my backbone. Um, he, he reflects things to me. What do you feel? Or when I feel something about a specific person, I check in with him. Is it not just me or do you feel that too? And Otto's like, oh no, no, I feel it too. You're right. And so he's the empath. He is, he is really the introvert. Um, even the people feel so drawn to him. Like he is like the look up person, the guy that the other younger guys go to. And, but he doesn't like to be out there too much. So but everyone has the mirror neurons and we can actually train that to become more aware of what's going on around us to really look at people. But nowadays, I think we're so fast paced that we don't take the time to really look at the person and to just take it in what they send out, the signals that they send out, because everything is energy. We know that now you are um, your hand is um, it's just the density of the energy of the molecules um, that makes a difference in how we see things and how we feel it. Um, so everything is energy. So everyone is sending out something. And when people say, 
um, you know, when you when you go into a cafe or you meet someone and you go home, it's like, there was a really nice person, but something just felt off. Like that's when you were sensing something coming from them. Either it was insecurity or they weren't really there with their full mind. Like they weren't really, um, they were already somewhere else. Um, you just feel it. And everyone can mm. if you pay attention to it. Empath, it's just a, a lot more intense like <laughs> you can't stay in the room for very long unless you really know how to protect yourself emotionally and energetically and you understand how to distinguish what is yours and what is someone else's mm. like so I'm curious then too like how does how do you protect your energy because you're so sensitive to everyone else's mm -hmm. energy well, for one, I meditate pretty much every morning. I try to get up at five while everyone is still sleeping. And I often sit outside, no matter like this morning it was 48 degrees, I was still sitting outside. Um, it just helps me to really feel grounded to nature and to connect. I'm at this point now where I feel, where I don't feel my body anymore. It just feels like you become one with everything around you. And that helps me to really feel centered and to feel grounded. And then I also, the easiest way, especially if it needs to go quick, because I know, oh my gosh, I'm getting in that room. I don't have 10 minutes to prepare. Um, then I just envision like a, a bubble and fill that with white light. And white is the color with the highest vibration. That's why it's being used a lot. White and um, purple, that's why it's being used a lot in church. Or the oh. halo of Jesus. Yeah, that's what we call in, in the healer language where you're the most spiritually connected. Because white has all the colors in the spectrum, where black doesn't have any of the colors in the spectrum. Um, so it's a really intense protection. And, you, and then I just say it like, um, I'm calling the power of the Holy Spirit and feel protected throughout whatever I have coming up. And usually I feel protected afterwards. I'm usually still tired um, and need two days to rest. <laughs> I know that by now to not schedule events back to back um, because then I can't be present. I can't really connect with people and people feel that. And so this is the easiest for me to do it, to, to get protected. Um, I also have a protection and prayer that I use. I created a meditation around that. It's actually free on my website for people to just download, especially the, the protection meditation. And it's, I think, 10 minutes. So I usually just put that on with headphones and just go through that to really feel protected and knowing um, on the spiritual level, not just on a religious level, but on a spiritual level that everything around me is protected. My electromagnetic field is closed. And I can send out the positive energy and I can receive the positive, but the negative won't stick on me. I think that's most of the time the problem with people. We know that now that energy can get trapped in your physical body mm -hmm. and it can create illness. So um, so when that happens, it sometimes doesn't have to be your emotions that get stuck. Sometimes it's from a family member or even people that you talk to. I had experiences where people... Um, I was riding on the bus with them and I didn't know them. Total strangers suddenly told me that they're thinking about suicide and they just feel safe with me to say that. Um, oh my gosh. Things like that happen to me or happen to me every time, every time. People just 
come to me or send me emails like I don't know why I just told you that I just felt led to do so <laughs> like, okay don't worry it happens every day don't worry <laughs> that is so like that is so incredible that to have that gift of what like the empath warrior and what you have and being able to just see the colors and see the visions and understand that mm-hmm. that is really cool like Super interesting, too. I I love learning about that stuff. Um, A few questions for you from like your just from a business standpoint, like curious of what are you still working on in your business, whether like now it's operations, it's organization, even more self-development. Like what is that that Isabel's working on right now? Everything, <laughs> everything. Um, well, my problem is that I always have a lot of ideas and then I don't know how to implement it or how to get it out there. And so my learning curve is still to give it up, to delegate and to let other people do the work and to trust to trust that they can do it with their gift that they have and that always the right people come my path who can help me with certain tasks. For example, I'm working right now on an online course a brief online course about your emotional guidance, um, your emotional guidance system and how to use what you feel to really feel directed and to make more powerful decisions to um, increase your performance because of that kind of knowing to be more peaceful and therefore getting more done. And so I'm working on that. I have everything in mind, but I hate to do the technical side of it. So it's funny because I got introduced to someone in Japan and she's just totally on my on my page and she understands what I'm talking about. She's like, Oh, just send me the content. I create it for you. I have the platform. I'll do it. I'm like, ah, yes, like, yes, please. please. <laughs> so it's that. really the, the technical side, like people talk about funnels and that's totally overwhelming to me. It's like, forget it, forget. No. Yeah. You're like, let's break it down here for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the things that I'm always working on, but person development is always on my list because I, I mean, the more you learn about yourself and the more you recognize about other people, the more awareness, the more you have to be on top of it or you really can get sucked into everything that you just experience. And um, that's something I always have to be on top of. But business-wise, yeah, it's a little harder as a renegade because I literally wasted so much money into programs and coaches to work with. Um, that tell you like in six months you're making six figures and how this is how you do it and mm. nothing worked out for me because I tried to, I tried it the logical way but as a spiritual person um, there is no logic there is intuition there's gut feeling there's guidance and when we really listen to that higher um, guidance and that intuition I usually things just work out but it's so easy to get um, distracted because, um, I mean, everything is just out there. And it's I call it a spiritual war. Empaths have a very distinct um, purpose in this world. Right now we see an increase of people that consider themselves empaths, especially young people under 35. They have just a different consciousness, a different awareness, and it's time for them to wake up and to really use that gift um, because it shifts the whole energy of the world. And that's what we're talking about. You probably heard it before where we're talking about a shift, an energetic shift currently that's happening. Oh, yeah. And everyone can pretty f- much feel it, that we're shifting in a different different um, 
how do people call it now missing the word and it just in a different time and different experience awareness level and um where did i want to go with that i forgot <laughs> you were talking about the like things that you're working on in your business and then um oh yeah the distraction yeah Let's so when I get distracted, like it's almost like a spiritual war. It's like the evil knows. I mean, I'm also a Christian, so I talk about God and Satan. And and we know that demons exist. Everyone who has some kind of um, spiritual connection, like a deeper understanding, they know that there are bad spirits out there and good spirits. And most of us already encountered some. I, I see ghosts and spirits most, like, when I allow it, I see them. And Wait, what? Yeah. Does that ever like freak you out or no? In the beginning, it did, where it was just hiding under the covers and like, no, not you again. It started with working with one family in DC where I really experienced it. It was kind of creepy um, because my blanket even would move. And it felt like um, three children were in my room crawling under my blanket. Where I heard this constant knocking. And one night, there was an old lady sitting next to me in a chair. And she just stared at me. And then there was a younger boy, a teenager probably, jumping on my bed. I'm like, get off my bed. Like, I really talked to them. But it's in the state of half asleep and half awake where you 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 know what you do and say, but you can't control it. Mm-hmm. And another time I was at a hotel, I always try to clean the, the energy in a hotel room because a lot of people bring a lot of baggage into a hotel room. And there was a a woman, she was just always coming in and out and she was cleaning out the desk and I asked her what she was doing. She says, oh, don't worry, I I won't bother you. I just needed to get something I forgot. And I was like, okay, just close the door when you're done. Obviously, the door never really physically opened, but I didn't care about her because she had a very calming experience about her. And I was talking to someone, I was like, I can't do that. I can't sleep at night. What am I doing wrong? And from that day, I really demanded um, in Jesus' name that they will not show up. I literally closed the door because as an empath, you act like a lighthouse. (laughs) You attract all of those different energies. And um, sometimes it's, it's not so great, not a great experience. I know some people can probably relate. Other people think I'm nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's I'm, okay. Well, I, I clear, I mean, I, I love this conversation and I'm like so curious into other things that I'm not well versed in, but I definitely don't doubt it to have those experiences and even like I like sometimes when I when I used to travel a lot, I'd go into hotel rooms and I'm like, ooh, something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. something just doesn't sit well. And I don't like you can I don't know anyone could chalk it up to be like, well, okay, that was just a weird one off experience. But there were some times when like I'd walk into hotel rooms and I'm like, I need a different room. Yeah, like, get me a different um, room right now. I would like take all my stuff. I'd call down and I'm like, I need to be moved. Like ASAP, please. Thank you. <laughs> That's probably when you feel like an entity in the room, or even if they just leave energy behind when when people had a fight, or um, I don't know, whatever really happens to people it doesn't matter. But sometimes they just leave stuff behind, and especially we call them energy vampires. They feed off of people with high vibration, and the vibration of our body is also related to our health. The higher your vibration, the higher 
or the, the, the healthier you usually are, the lower your vibration, your body frequency can even me be measured in hertz. Like we know that scientifically, the more you're prone to um, receiving illnesses or creating illnesses because you let in all the energy that becomes toxic and um, negative and heavy on your body. And we know that even emotions have a frequency that resonates with different parts of your body. So anger resonates with your liver. If someone has a lot of liver problems or people who are um, who are addicted to alcohol, often they have an anger problem. There's some anger stuck inside of them that they can't release about whatever it is. And it could be something real simple from childhood that they are not aware of. But um, that, that sometimes the, the energy of that relates with the liver. That's why people who drink have often liver, how do you call it, liver cirrhosis? Cirrhosis? Oh. Wow. Yeah. Um, things like that. Like when you really pay attention, we know Killian Photography, he, um, a Russian scientist, he um, created the Killian Photography where he can literally measure the frequency about people. And nowadays there's even... Um, I forgot the video about it, what exactly it means, but uh, what, it's, what it's called. But there was a guy who um, introduced the kiln photography in a new kind of way and with a smaller box and everyone can use it, um, where they can look at the aura of the person and they can look at the different colors in your body and then they can tell where there's disease and what they might have to release or what problems they have to work on to be pain-free. With the emotions, the trapped emotions or the release emotions um, sessions that I do, I had clients that say, I, I finally can breathe again. I, I don't have any lower back pain anymore or my knee problems are gone. I don't feel chest pain anymore. Like it really has that physical impact what we feel. So yeah, I mean, hotel rooms, all that kind of entities they all have an energy and um, you feel it. So even if you're not an empath, you can feel it. Some are really strong. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you start being conscious. I mean, like that, not <laughs> only, I mean, just the people that the events you go to, people mm -hmm. you surround yourself with, in, including friends and family, like, mm -hmm. you know, doing that and protecting it. So this, Isabel, has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I so appreciate it. Can you share Thank with you. our listeners where they can find you? Yes, I make, as I said, simplicity is, is me. <laughs> I have everything on my website, isabelhunt.com, I-S-A-B-E-L-H-U-N-D-T. Most people forget the D, it's H-U-N-D-T.com. There you can um, find more information about me, who I am, what I offer, the services, all the interviews that I've done over the last two years. Um, the book information about my book, it's called The Power of Faith-Driven Success, um, it's great for graduation <laughs> as yeah. a graduation gift because it's mostly written for younger people, but I already have a lot of people over 30 read it. So that's kind of, um, they always feel like they missed out on something in their twenties. So they still read it. Um, so yeah, everything you can find how to reach me on social media platforms. Everything is on my website. I make it quite simple. Awesome. And we will be sure to link to that as well. Thank you again. Oh my gosh. Enjoy awesome. the gorgeous weather too. Oh, I will. I think right now it's 75 outside. So yes. That's my kind of weather. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And then we will be in touch. 
Thank you so much for having me. I totally enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, Isabel. See you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.